Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember, but I haven't always understood how to find the books that work for me. In the last few years, I've put focused time into my reading life to explore new-to-me genres and find the reading frameworks that work for me. I've gone from being completely lost in a sea of titles to homing in on the exact reads that will be amazing for me. In this season, I'll share my very first time keeping a reading journal, and I'll recommend the titles I discover and love along the way, along with specific, practical tips to help you find the books you need in your reading life. This is Season 3, Episode 1 of Reading Like an Adult, and in this episode, I'm going to remind you that you make the rules when it comes to your reading life. I plan to start 2022 with a fresh, crisp, new reading journal, but it didn't work out that way. Back in September, I received my pre-ordered copy of Anne Bogle's My Reading Life, a book journal, which is a perfectly sized, pre-outlined book journal specially designed for book lovers. If you aren't familiar with Bogle's What Should I Read Next podcast, and or if you also want a book journal, please check out the show notes for links. I put the pretty new journal on my shelf, all ready for when I started on January 1st, because that's usually how my mind works. But and I know the exact date because it's in my journal. I ended up starting my reading journal on November 23rd, 2021, for a very important reason. I was reading two books I loved, and I didn't want to wait to record the experience. Here's the bookish snapshot that made me start early. I was reading Why Fish Don't Exist by Lulu Miller, and The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater, Essays on Crafting by Alana Oaken. I'll put more about these two titles for my 2021 favorite reads list in the show notes, but suffice to say that I had a reading epiphany, realizing that I was not only reading two books I loved, but I was also having two reading experiences I wanted to repeat. Let me slow down there. My wake-up call wasn't just about enjoying what I was reading. That can happen with a book I like but don't love, or with a genre I'm temporarily visiting but don't want to stay in for too long. Enjoying what I'm reading in the moment doesn't always mean I want to have that reading experience again. I wanted to record this very specific experience of going back and forth between two very different but complementary books because they helped me see what I wanted for my future reading life. My epiphany was both practical and big picture and nuanced and intimate. Both these books are nonfiction, so I realized that I needed to be finding and reading way more nonfiction that I love. I also realized that my love of science nonfiction wasn't going away anytime soon, and that this genre could intersect with other genres that are important to me. Why Fish Don't Exist intertwines science nonfiction with memoir, and it's a book about unusual creatures, the origin of life, and animal intelligence, all topics that fascinate me. This reading experience was all about exploring something new. The Curse of the Boyfriend Sweater, on the other hand, was a reminder to return to what I love. It's an essay collection, which is one of my favorite genres, and reading it reminded me of how important this genre is for my reading wheelhouse, and how much I enjoy a truly thoughtful, beautifully written memoir in essays. Capturing this amazing reading experience in my journal gave me a foundation and a concrete reminder to read the books I want to read. 
Not every single book is going to fit me as well as these two did, but at least I have a great starting point. The two biggest changes in my reading life since I started keeping a journal are, one, becoming choosy and decisive when it comes to my TBR list, and two, not waiting on the books I'm excited about. I was working on a 2022 fiction reading list for myself for several months and thought I had it locked down. When I went to copy it by hand into my reading journal, I realized I couldn't make myself write down one of the titles in my journal's physical TBR list. There was something about having the pen in my hand that made it real and helped me know that I don't don't want to read that specific book. If I'm not excited to write down a title in my journal, then I don't need to read it. Taking a few minutes to jot down my thoughts on each reading experience in my journal helps me see which books I'm excited to pick up and which books I'm forcing myself to keep reading. When there are so many books I'm excited to read next, I don't need to make myself finish a read that's not working for me, and now I have an easily accessible side-by-side comparison to remind myself of the difference. Most of all, my reading journal reminds me that I make the rules when it comes to my reading life. As you know, I love a framework that guides my reading life, and I'm hooked on lists. But sometimes that means I make myself read every book on a list, or I stay in a specific genre for a set time frame, even if I'm feeling stuck. Outlining my goals in my reading journal helped me find a much more flexible structure, while still having structure. When each read is there for a purpose, it gives me a mental framework to approach it, while also letting me explore a lot more variety in my reading life. Speaking of structure, I am taking on a month-to-month reading challenge. Two years ago, I started a year of fiction that changed my reading life. If you haven't listened yet, you can hear all about it in season one of this podcast. For 2022, I wanted to explore nonfiction with a theme and reading list for each month. Self-help seemed like the obvious best fit for January, a time of quiet and reflection as I think about what I hope to accomplish and the ways I want to grow in the year ahead. Bookstores like to make up different names for this genre. It's shelved as personal growth or self-transformation or another fancy sounding title. But I like the term self-help because it's simple and accurate. You're picking up this book because you need some help and would like to explore the topic for yourself. I owe so much to this genre and the wonderful authors whose insights have given me light bulb moments over the years. Self-help isn't therapy, but similar to therapy, it can help you reach an insight in a moment that would have taken you decades or even a lifetime to understand on your own. Some of my life-changing titles have been Rising Strong, How the Ability to Reset Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead by Brene Brown, Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert, of course, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, and Better Than Before and The Four Tendencies, Gretchen Rubin's books on how to approach habits and goals in ways that fit your personality. As always, you can find a list of these titles in the show notes at readinglikeanadult.com. For this month of reading, I picked up Reading People, How Seeing the World Through the Lens of Personality Changes Everything by Anne Bogle. If you've never read any self-help books or you'd like a shortcut to the major personality frameworks, including the five love languages, Myers-Briggs, and the Enneagram. Reading People was a great handbook-slash-memoir that condenses each personality framework into a chapter, 
While illustrating why personality analysis is helpful and practical for everyday life, with concrete examples and anecdotes from the author's life and research. Right now, I'm reading what I'd call a psychology-slash-self-help book, You Are Not Listening, What You're Missing, and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy. In short, accessible, readable chapters, Murphy explores the science of listening and the everyday tragedy of what you're missing out on when we don't listen. I'm an introvert who's nearly always wrapped up in my own thoughts, and on the Mary Martha scale, I definitely lean Martha getting caught up in my to-do list and the task I think will help people instead of taking time to listen to them. I needed the nudge from this book to work to listen better and to value what we learn about other people by listening. In each episode of this season, I'm going to share a specific concrete idea that I hope will make your reading life better. For today's reading resource, I give you the one chapter fiction reading trick. Whenever I pick up a novel that feels challenging, but at the same time is a story I don't want to miss out on, I tell myself I'll read a chapter a day. Reading that one chapter gives me a sense of accomplishment while not feeling overwhelming, and it propels me further in the story. Eventually, if it's the right read for me, I'll get caught up in the story and not have to measure out my reading. I loved The Mothers by Britt Bennett, but I knew her second book, The Vanishing Half, would be similarly heartbreaking and beautiful, not an easy read for me. It was difficult to get myself to pick up The Vanishing Half, even though I knew I wanted to read it, but I told myself all I had to do was read a chapter a day. In a week or so, of course. I got caught up in the story and didn't want to put it down. Another read I loved but had to tackle a chapter at a time was The Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry. It's a slow burn and there's not a lot of plot, but the characters were so fully realized and the writing was so beautiful that whenever I considered putting it down, I couldn't bear not knowing what happened. It took me about two months to read this book. I even had to recheck it out from the library because I maxed out how many times I could renew it, reading a chapter every day for weeks. But it ended up being one of my favorite books from last year, and I'm glad this simple reading trick helped me make it to the end. To wrap up, I'm going to share my favorite book of 2022 so far. My favorite read of the year so far is a book I didn't even pick. My neighborhood book club chose Anxious People for their January read. I was intimidated picking it up because I associate this author with book awards and literary fiction, and he's been recommended frequently by readers whose taste doesn't usually match mine. But I loved this read. It's accessible and funny while also being smart and tightly written, with both humorous and poignant insights into human nature that are woven into a contemporary fairy tale with a satisfying ending. If you loved Bel Canto by Ann Patchett, Anxious People is also a hostage crisis story that reels you in with lovable characters and their strange yet believable while you're reading it world. I definitely didn't expect to be laughing out loud or to fall in love with the characters as much as I did. Thanks for listening. You can visit readinglikeanadult.com to find a list of all the books mentioned in this episode. If you'd like more book recommendations or even a personalized reading list of your own, please check out my Substack newsletter, People.
Blue Like Things. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we'll ask the question, am I secretly a mood reader? And talk about how to find themes and structure while not getting stuck in your reading life. I can't wait.